Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Hello everyone, this is Talking Tourism and I'm today's host, Rachel Williams. Every fortnight, the Tourism Industry Council of Tasmania, which is, of course, the peak body for tourism operators in the beautiful state of Tasmania, is bringing you conversations with some of the brightest minds in the tourism industry. Each episode, we've spoken to different people about specific tourism-related topics with tips and advice to help you improve your business and get ahead in the visitor economy. I'm joined today by Jason Little from the organisation For The People. And Jason is a designer, educator, he's an optimist, which we always love hearing from optimistic people. And his role at the moment is developing brand strategies and helping people with brand identification right across this glorious country. Welcome to Tasmania, Jason. Hey, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Now, you're from the UK originally, and you've had plenty of of business um, experience over the journey in terms of marketing and branding. Today, we're going to have a chat about Um, some big branding projects, um, some of which are underway in Tasmania, and how important it is to be able to define what brand is and and what you're offering, which in the tourism industry, we hear all too often that marketing is is imperative. So welcome to you. Um, Give us a little bit of a background from your perspective about your your history and your journey to being in your role at the moment. Um, Okay. Well, I've been, so I'm designer. I've been doing that for about 20 years came from the UK, from Scotland, and not that I sound Scottish, but I'm from Scotland, and uh, moved over to Australia about 2001, and I've been working across all sorts of industries from uh, banks, telcos, airlines, country brands, city brands, a- anything and everything, uh, pretty much. It, it's Everyone's got similar needs, as in they all have problems that they're trying to solve, and uh, different aspects of design, uh, branding, all of those can apply in different ways. So it, it's not one thing fits all, but it's it's a way of, I guess, looking at that industry, looking at where the problems are and then seeing if you can find a solution to help them. And I'm assuming there's uh, plenty of interesting topics to be discussed in the tourism industry when you compare it to, as you say, having to work for some of those big corporate companies and car brands and, and banks who, as we, we joke about, need all the help they can get with their branding. But tell us a little bit about why you love working with the tourism industry. Look, I think the the biggest the biggest enjoyment aspect of it is that you're trying to change people's behavior. You're trying to help them. You're trying to help people understand why they should engage with a certain place or activity. You're more importantly, it's the, it's what that's doing for the place that you're trying to attract people to. So you're, you're looking at helping local businesses, communities, um, changing the economy, creating kind of a, a broader ecosystem for, um, for different business operations to, to work, you know, everything's got to connect up. And so it's way more valuable than, if, than making someone a whole load of money in, in my mind. On it, And one honest. way you've put it before is it's for purpose, not for profit. And I love that. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if you, you, you're trying to make people's lives better and you are, I mean, tourism in general is obviously trying to get, attract people and um, get people to spend their dollars on different businesses. And um, ultimately everyone is just, trying to make a living and you've got a whole bunch of small organizations and business operators within those regions. And it's, it's how do you, 
How do you get people to pay attention to them? Do many good brands just happen by accident or are they really well thought out initiatives? Uh, I would say some, uh, not, not every, it's not something that you go, right, we just need to spend a whole lot of money and make a brand. I think um, it often comes from a, a couple of visionaries or a visionary who has an idea about something. They start to, they start to create some kind of business or offer. And then before they know it, it's either um, taken hold and then they're successful. And then they go, right now, how do we, how do we cement this? Or it's someone going, right, we have this great idea. How do we, how do we tell that story? A lot of what we do, design, branding and all that is essentially creating the story or the narrative that people can understand. And then, and so if you're, you know, like I, I guess a Spotify, all the, all the, the, the businesses that are in our minds these days, you know, Airbnb, Spotify, Uber, and all that, those are, those are filling a need. You know, we, they've made something easier in our lives. And so then they start to become successful and then brand branding and brand isn't necessarily the first thing it's the product first. And then the brand is just packaging it up so that people can use it better or understand it better. So it depends, different, different organizations, times have changed as well. You know, people, People in, if you think about the nineties, eighties and nineties, people used to think a logo defined a brand. And so it was like, our logo is everything. Stick it here. Bottom left-hand corner of a brochure. Must never be changed. Yeah, exactly. All these hard rules. And, and really it's not about that. So it's very much about experiences and how all those small little interactions that you have with a brand or an organization, how they all ladder up to your perception of them. And I think, would it be fair to say that, especially in the tourism industry, people have cottoned on that it's a above the individual. It's about a region. It's about a state being on brand, on message. But sometimes it's hard to work out what that message is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if you look at uh, across Australia right now, so everyone is, everyone is um, the world is more accessible to us. So people are, are leaving this, the comfort of their cities or their homes or wherever and venturing out into different areas, which means then that, everywhere is competing for their time. So, I mean, everything, you know, Netflix is competing for our time versus getting up and going for a walk. So all of these things every day, are, 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 what do we do? With regions, think about, if you ask every region what they're doing, they go, oh, it's great. We've got mountains, we've got lakes, we've got rivers. Oh, you can do kayaking here. You can do mountain biking. You can do cycling. And everyone says the same thing. They do the same thing. They show uh couple usually white walking around hand in hand or enjoying wine and you see so you've got obviously different types of adventure tourism and um all, all different types but everyone is saying the same thing and actually the whole reason you're going to stand out is if you're communicating a very different thing than everyone else i mean tazzy does that anyway tazzy obviously it, it's when you think about the the rest of the states, like Tassie has its unique flavour. It's seen as the last, I guess, wilderness in Australia. And the Mona effect and all of these things that have have cultivated this image of Tassie that 20 years didn't exist, really. And same with um, New Zealand. We all, we all have this perception of what New Zealand is, right? It's, it's, for a lot of people, it's the adventure capital of the world. How did that happen? How did that get to a place where people just naturally assume that that's what it's for? It's not, it's not someone just spending a whole load of money on advertising. It's all of those experiences, all those types of businesses that are opening up, the whole ecosystem working together to kind of shape a, a broader narrative. So 
don't know if I've asked, answered the yeah. question, but I think like every, everywhere is, everywhere has something interesting to offer. It's just how you package, ex- it, up. You package it up and explain yeah. it to people or help them understand it. Okay, so there's no one better that, that who knows an area than the locals. How important is it when a, a region or a location decides we need to actually develop a brand as such? How important is it to, and A, just get started, but B, actually take them along for the ride and engage them and get all the bits of information out of them possible to make it the best brand possible? So this is probably the, the most exciting thing that I've experienced in a project uh, ever is to do with the, the community engagement and about how you build a brand for a region. Um, if you look at we're working with a number of different regions and councils and, you know, you've got amalgamated councils that causes one issue in the community. You've got, you've got a whole, bu- a whole bunch of things. A lot of, um, a lot of people are happy with the way their, their, their homes are. Where am I going with this? There's a lot, there's, there's a lot of reasons why community engagement works. There's a lot of reasons why um, there are issues with um, when not doing it correctly. So we've been working with the West Coast. I'll use that as an example. That will help. So we've been working we with the West the Coast. We're talking about the wild West Coast of the, Tasmania. The yeah. wild West Coast of Tasmania. So that's, that's, um, that's uh, five towns, in the, well, several towns, uh, Queenstown, um, Zeehan, Tulla, Rosebury, um, Strawn, and... So you've got that whole region. Each of those towns has its own kind of unique take on the world, its own offerings. It's a very, it's mining communities. Um, you know, Zian was, I think, the largest, third largest population in Tassie 100 years ago. So you've got this really interesting area that's been on decline population-wise, you know, since then. So then you've got, so what's really cool is you've got, um, Councils run community plans. They, they build up a plan of like how they're going to grow and that includes tourism and growth, et cetera. They did one with community engagement. So they got together with the community and went, hey, everybody, what do we want for our region? How are we going to kind of build a more sustainable future? And everyone kind of input. And so you've got this amazing document of, of community involvement, you know, 2,000 people taking part in our 4,000 going, this is what we want. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we had... And our airport opened again. Wouldn't it be nice if we were we had more adventure tourism? And and that's so their aspirations. Their aspirations. And then um, so you've got a council that's obviously doing everything from giving people parking tickets to um, to I mean this is it generally like to to running the waste or whatever to then helping with tourism and then reputation and all that. So how do you, how does that all come together? And then um, with the community stuff, what? We've been working with the council and the community who out of that community plan went, maybe we need a new brand or maybe we need a, a way of communicating what we have to offer out to the world. So where do you way. start when you've got all that heritage and history and they've obviously had such turbulent times and population decline, but what what sort of look is the West Coast Council and the West Coast area going to have in the future then? Okay, so there's a trick, I think, or we think. So... Um, first you've got to look at, you can't, you can't layer a piece of lipstick on a place and go, Hey, this is, this is us now. And and it's not real. So it has to come from, from who the place always was. There's this phrase, I guess we've been thinking about, which is, um, what, what, what it was, what it is now, and then what it will be in the future. Like those things will never change. There's, there's always going to be some core stuff. So working with the community, we, you know, we spent two weeks like interviewing 
locals, people on the council, business owners, artists, people who are the guys that run the Unconformity Festival up there, like anyone and everyone who's trying to shift um, or grow tourism or kind of build new businesses um, and basically just interviewed them. Got We had community groups in each town. Just so They've put all that together and yeah. have you come up with a, for want of a better word, a solution or a, I, an yeah, option to move forward? I, I would say we have, but more like we've pieced together what they already had so we we uncovered all this all these stories all this like have you been to the west coast of course we okay have. Yeah. there you go west coast is west coast is tough it's you know the weather is is pretty dubious sometimes no, too dissimilar to scotland <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> you've, you've got you've got multiple different um land types you know from mountains to lakes to the ocean all all in a, in a very short space of um or like area you've got heaps of wildlife and you've got this it's quite remote. You know, there are areas where there's no phone signal. You've got, it's, it's a tough landscape, tough people. And, you know, being quite remote for a long time, the roads weren't there till like 1940. You've got, you've got a, um, a region that's kind of evolved out of, it, it's, it's been able to cope with its remoteness. So you've got, it's not like the East Coast. You've got, uh, East Coast is, you know, go for a nice scenic drive stop off and have a nice wine somewhere, maybe some fancy food. West Coast is, you know, figure it out as you go. Yeah. Um, So how do you actually encapsulate all of that in a a new logo or brand? (laughs) So we actually um, drew out all those stories from the community. So things like um, all those those hard narratives and we packaged it up into a, a way of talking about the West Coast and a way to help everyone on the West Coast talk about the West Coast themselves. So, so really, this isn't about giving someone a logo. It's giving them a, it's it's helping them understand their attitude and their take on the world, and then projecting that out. So that means we create this. It's almost an open source toolkit. So we create this thing where we created a typeface, a massive library of of photography and video. Um, we created badge generator ways of creating things like so west coast has a gravel oval yes and notorious exactly (laughs) and you know when you talk to locals they'll say oh yeah it's um it's you um, roll don't slide uh it's gravel not grass you know this is um skinned and scarred you'll like get the skin torn off you this these kind of phrases and so we built a whole series of messages and badges and patches and posters around that the gravel, not grass, and beanies and things, and uh, or the idea that the West Coast is like just outside most people's comfort zone, and almost going, this is for some people. You might do not, you dare to do come you here? Da- this might not be for you, which isn't your traditional way of doing tourism. You know, you're like, please come to our place. And it, you know, this can be interpreted for you know, um, interpreted is not the right word. Sorry, but. Other areas around any state can yeah. put these key things, can't they? Yeah, and I mean, with with this, we this was about giving all the local businesses and organisations the tools to be able to create their own messages, their own marketing collateral, their own their own way of talking about the West Coast. So I, I think I had this idea at the beginning that you know when you go to uh, you arrive at Launceston Airport and you've got that wall of tourism brochures and there's a whole ton of them and all saying different things. They all go and please pick me up and come to our place. Um, and it, we thought at the beginning, wouldn't it be great to create almost a, a regional style for the West Coast, a way in which you just get a sense that the West Coast is a bit, a bit darker, it's a bit moodier, it's a bit more ro- like harder. And 
and have that kind of sense that when you arrive, it's like all these businesses and all these leaflets and all this collateral is all kind of saying the same thing. This is different over here um, without going, we're different. With that. And it's being rolled out now? Yeah, it's being rolled out. We've got, um, so the website just launched. So that's a West Coast um, Taz. I've just forgotten the URL. I think it's West Coast Taz, anyway, Google that. Um, then there's, so the big website where you can go on, have a look, plan your trip. Um, there's field notes and, and uh, tips from locals. There's the council are currently running run, running out a whole bunch of things. So there's working with local businesses. The Galley Museum's just launched a um, new brochure. Um, so it, it, it's st- slowly going into signage. And basically we want anyone that arrives, as soon as they enter the kind of the boundary of the West Coast to go, okay, something different is going on here. And that will change their behaviour as locals because they've invested in it themselves, how will it actually change their economy though? Okay, so this is about, so when I said earlier about uh, uh, ecosystem, so in a lot of remote, uh, regional areas, you know, a business can pop up and, and fail because it, it's doing it alone. If you, as soon as you create a kind of collective um, force where every, all the bu- new businesses that open up are supported by other, um, other businesses, um, all other activities are all kind of geared towards shifting people's awareness. So it, it, it's kind of like everything has to happen together. Otherwise you'll have lots of failures and nothing will really stick. So you've got the efforts of the council. You've got the, um, you've got the tourism uh, group d- uh, destination uh, West coast. They're, they're focused on it with local businesses and the trains. And you've just got uh, everyone going, we want change. We, same page. Yeah. And, by having that united front, it then it just means that everyone can start to plant the seeds. Because this, this isn't, as I said, there's no load of money being spent and this is a big tourism campaign. It's not. This is a kind of ground up, get, equip everyone with the right kind of tools and narrative and help them start to um, build their own communications, get it on social. We know now, you know, but pe- people like recommendations and telling stories from one person to the next and what's going to get people over there. So it's, it's finding ways in which you can get people talking about those stories and sharing those and getting them up there. So it's. You spoke about, um, you know, that getting people on board and you brought up the word amalgamation and in Tasmania, that's a interesting word to use. And inevitably I I think that there will have to be more council amalgamations. How do you actually handle when communities are divided actually bringing them all together with their different opinions and saying, look, even if you are going to have to amalgamate your councils, you're still not going to lose your heritage and your history. You can actually build that in and build a better product. So what I, what I found, so we, we were working on a region in New South Wales and it was, it was very difficult at the beginning because any of that com- community engagement around the branding process and, and kind of saying, hey, we're going to try and create a new way of presenting this region – it became quite quickly a, a kind of a, a soapbox for complaints about other things too. Because, mm. you know, when you, people have amalgamated councils, people have lost their jobs, people have lost their sense of self. So you have to really reinforce the fact that each town each is, is important. You've got to be able to provide, um, you, you've got to still allow each town within those regions to, to have their own voice, to be, part of the identity. This isn't about swallowing up everyone and then just kind of pretending that they don't all exist. This is also in the West Coast, you know, Strawn, each of those towns, they have their own 
messages and badges and kind of kind of logo-y things, I guess. But it really is like, rather than thinking it's just one region, it's like, yes, people from Tala, they're different to people in Queenstown and celebrate that and, and allow them to have their, maintain their pride in their town and what they have to offer. And so I think that with the amalgamated council issue, it's, it's going to happen. There are, you know, there's, there's, it's always going to be a cost cutting exercise and there's always going to be things that just, there's a lot that can benefit from, I guess, bringing things together. It's going to be a bit more focused rather than... And it can be an opportunity for that progressive change and, and still keeping that history and heritage, but, you know, nothing wrong with being a, a new future, is there? Exactly. But look, true, but it's it's very hard. It's an emotional thing. People are going to always react to that. And so uh, I think there's... What do people on the West Coast make of a guy from Sydney coming down and saying we need to change? I like to think I'm now a West Coaster. <laughs> You've got enough facial hair. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? The, um, I, we, were, we were very conscious of that. Like we were a Sydney agency. There was no, at no point did we come in and go, hey, we know what's best for you. It was very much about listening to everyone, giving, giving everyone a, a, the opportunity to be heard. And the whole process, so the, the people on the council are local, born and bred. And that means, you know, um, so Christine Gray, she was, uh, she was the lead on the project. Um, her dad um, is a volunteer at the Galley Museum. He's one of the ex-miners. Like everyone knows everyone. And so I think it felt like we were more welcomed in because we weren't arrogant. We definitely were far from acting like a Sydney agency who thinks they know what they're doing. And so we listened, we played back everything. We had around Facebook groups. We put everything constantly online and we, we were on the local radio every day when we were over there, like kind of talking about the community sessions. And it, was, it really was just fully transparent. Anyone could, anyone could ask a question, anyone could reach out. We, even when we did the concepts for the work, you know, we presented, we went around an exhibition all in each town and went, this is kind of what we're thinking and this is based on what you guys have all said. What do you think? And, you know, that's kind of unheard of. Like, it was the first time we've truly done a piece where people, when we were presenting back to the community, we presented the same time we presented to the council. As in, it wasn't a council going, yep, yeah, we're happy with this and I'll share it with everyone. It was like, cool. Let's, let's Yeah, and, and if anyone had an issue, and many people did, then we addressed it. And what was really interesting was because we'd spent so long on the West Coast, you know, we'd we'd got to know everyone. And then when we were doing this exhibition, we were holding it in the RSL or in an old um, empty shop front and people just gave us their time. And it just meant that the whole process by the end of it, everyone, everyone just felt like we were simply pulling together what they wanted. And that was, and that was true. And so it was a great, we had an exhibition when it launched during the unconformity and um, one of the councillors, Lindsay, um, it was really nice, actually. He said, we did this video. I'm going to share it tomorrow at the conference in TICT. And he said, um, everything you've captured in this video is everything we've always felt about our own West Coast but haven't been able to articulate properly. And he's like, and you've, you've managed to do it so well. And that, that was just the sentiment. Like, this, this is probably, like, the most emotionally rewarding project I've ever been on. And I'm tipping there'd be hundreds of communities around Australia similar to that what would you say to them if they don't think they need to either a have a distinct brand or b need to refresh their brand if they well uh, you don't necessarily need to re refresh your brand you don't need any like branding is 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 not always the answer 
It might, you know, it might be, there are many other ways that, um, you know, cities, Sydney doesn't really have a brand, but it's got the opera house. It's like an icon that draws you They can you rest in. on its laurels. Yeah, really. exactly. Like there's, there's so many things that can draw it. It's, it's when, if people don't know what you offer, you know, like if, if there's, if, if it's not clear to most of the populace or in the country or internationally, then you might, that might be a branding problem. And it might be the, you know, it might be design. It might just be a narrative thing. So what would you advise people like, you know, as we say, councils, they have finite resources and they're trying to be everything to everyone and, and do the rubbish and rates and all the other things that they're expected. What would you recommend they do to take that first step of saying, look, we actually need to sit down around the table and define ourselves? What would the three key steps okay. be moving forward for them? So they definitely need a, ta- a task force, like a team of people who will own it within the council. So like you know there's often this is not properly treated like that but you need people who are, who are given bandwidth within their jobs to be able to do it then you need they they have to be getting community engagement like not just a nice to have it's 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 imperative to getting buy in because if you don't no one will ever congratulate a council on spending money <laughs> they won't they'll they will literally go how dare you spend our rate, our taxpayers' money on this frivolous thing? So, if you don't have buy-in from the community about what you're doing and why you're doing it, then then no one's going to be happy, and that's not good for anyone. Um, so, so yeah, community engagement has to be it. You've got to be, you've got to have that task force, and I guess the transparency, which in the old days that that wasn't there in any kind of branding project, but I think you just have to be, you have to constantly keep people updated because. Any silence or any 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 lack of um, awareness about what's going on will just people will make it up and start kind of having issues because they 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 they're not clear what's going on. So transparency, task force, and uh, community engagement all the way through. All the way. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for your time today, Jason. Jason Little of uh, the organisation for the people, uh, an agency that's been around for five years and obviously as he says, creating uh, tourism destination brands that are all about behaviour and changing an economy rather than for profit necessarily. So a wonderful um, bit of advice there in terms of getting the community on board and engaging the locals to make sure that any branding is done in a cohesive and clear and concise and collegiate manner, I suppose, would be a, a good way of wrapping up. So thank you for your time today, Jason. We appreciate it. Thanks very much. Okay, well, thank you also to all of our wonderful listeners who have listened into today's podcast of Talking Tourism. I hope that you have managed to to get some value out of our conversation today. So please don't forget to tell your colleagues to take a listen to us and we will hopefully see you in a fortnight. I'm Rachel Williams. Thank you. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism.